So for example, right, uh, you don't just say about, oh, I'm a vision leader, full stop, right? But you should say that I'm a vision leader because I was able to bring everybody together to work towards, you know, getting a $500,000 donation from a sponsor to carry out my overseas uh, CIP program. Then that is relevant, right? Because I know that, oh, okay, this is how you have practiced the skill set in what context. And to go one step further, right, when you're speaking to a HR, link that context to how you can contribute and do well in the company itself. And I think that you have one very full and well-drawn package to get you the job. This is The Legit Podcast. Are you applying for a job soon and don't know what to put in your resume or share in your interview? What's worse is that you have heard horror stories of how organizations are open to hiring fresh graduates but they keep listing that you need two, three or even four years of work experience. What skills do I have? What do I have to offer them? Then this episode might just be for you. We may just have the answer for you as we sit down with a young budding entrepreneur, Felix from Singapore-based startup, Skillio. Skillio is a school-to-work skills portfolio that helps you to build and showcase skills sought after by employers. What are these skills and how do we start showing our future employers that we have these skills that they are looking for, that are in demand? Without further ado, let's bring on Felix. Hi Felix, how are you today? Hi everyone, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm feeling great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the sharing uh, in this podcast uh, episode. Yeah, so uh, Felix, tell me, what have you been up to? Yeah, uh, I myself is also still a, currently a student, a final year student uh, in uh, NUS. Um, so I have also been trying to adapt to this uh, open enclosure uh, of schools uh, and also uh, on, on the side, I'm also running Skillio as, uh, as you have mentioned. Uh, which mm. basically helps students and Gen Zs to create a dig- digital soft skills portfolio. So we have been also navigating around the different challenges um, of you know running a startup in this kind of climate. But yeah, everything has been fun uh, and, and uh, very exciting, I would say. Sounds like a very exciting uh, and journey uh, for you itself. So maybe can you tell us also, how do you come about uh, doing this? Like, where do you get the idea of getting to Skilio or is, has it always been a dream job or something you have always wanted to do since young to set up your own business or startup itself? Well, I, I guess uh, for me, I didn't really have, uh, you know, like the exact intention to start my own business when I was young. Um, but I think for me, it's mainly that I was very passionate within the education space. Um, I think since young, I was already doing a lot of um, youth coaching mm. and uh, developmental work. Uh, yeah, so I was a, a coach with Adam Koo uh, before um, mm. and and I think uh, that few experiences growing up you know met, uh, sort of led me to want to do more in the education space um, and I think uh, at, when I was about 18 years old I was very lucky to be exposed to the idea of entrepreneurship um, yeah. and, and I was like hey you know can I maybe do something um, in the education space with entrepreneurship so that we can you know disrupt uh, the, the system and you know make, make things a bit better for the, the whole um, students that we are serving. So I think that was how, you know, uh, a very mm. brief summary of how I sort of stumbled into um, doing a startup in the education space. But yeah, so um, yeah, that, that's a little bit about how, you know, we got started. Sure. Um, sometimes we just need uh, to have a general direction and then we learn along the way and pick up uh, some of these opportunities and challenges that we want to overcome or help. So I think for Skilio, you talk a lot about uh, soft skills itself and uh how these soft skills are relevant in the future itself by actually creating a startup to 
uh, share about the importance of these soft skills, I think you see a gap in the market itself. I've been told that a lot of uh, entrepreneurs tell me, right, it's always about, you know, you need to find the gap, okay, and uh, fill the gap and then monetize it. Huh? So a lot of uh, my friends who are in the startup business kind of share that you know, it's about finding these gaps itself. Could you share with us, like, uh, what do you think are some gaps, right, that students today, especially those who are graduating, they are transiting to the world of work, what are some of the gaps that they have, right, to fill when they enter the workforce itself? Yeah, yeah, I think this is a very relevant question, especially for mm. our listeners on the podcast. Um, because I think for us, when I myself is still a student as well, so when I yeah. you know, hear a lot about what my peers are going through when they're actually applying for internships, applying for a job, um, and even some of my seniors who are already in the workplace, um, one of the very big challenge that, you know, uh, for first-time job seekers face, like, you know, like all of us, right? Yeah. Uh, basically, the lack of work experience, right? Mm. And the kind of work, um, culture and setting is so different from school, right? You yeah. know, in school, you, you know, we, we have a lecturer or teacher that, you know, help us to guide us through the, the challenges that we face. But in the workplace, you don't, right? You are basically thrown in a deep end and you're supposed to figure yeah. things out on your own. <laughs> and, and I think um, right now, especially with, you know, the trend of AI and automation, a lot of hard skills, um, things like programming, things like accountancy, things like, you know, uh, even law, right? can be automated with some form of, you know, software or some form of a technology. And I think then what keeps us human, right, in the workplace of the future is really about soft skills. So soft skills are things like interpersonal skills, but how you mm -hmm. interact with others, how you, you know, uh, eventually maybe overcome certain challenges that you face. Uh, these are skill sets that are, is hard to replicate by computers, hard to replicate by technology. And with these skills, it's also transferable. So if let's say I'm going into, you know, a certain industry, like maybe, um, you know, uh, maybe accounting, right? But if you have a good set of soft skills, it allows you to transfer across different industry because all of this, because soft skills is something that's transferable across different work that you do, uh, different industries. And um, I think the big gap that a lot of students have right now um, going into that kind of workplace is um, the ability to showcase their soft skills. Right, because if we are already don't have a lot of formal working experience, we are already lacking in the hard skills. But what yeah. we do have as students, right, are soft skills. When we actually work in teams to do project, when we serve in a community, in the, in, in the volunteering work that we do, uh, when we take part in a sports competition, all of these experiences that we have do allow us to showcase soft skills. So if we can then help students uh, and Gen Zs to display that, uh, we hope that we are able to then help them, you know, gain better clarity and, you know, gain better prospects and chances and securing their first employment. Sure. Sounds um, really very relevant right now. When you talk about the idea of transferable skills, I think it's not just students that are facing it. I think uh, because of the pandemic, industries that are disrupted, like hospitality and travel and airline, and a lot of them has to, you know, especially, for example, in Singapore, I hear a lot of the Singapore Airlines crew, they had actually to serve in the hospitals itself. And um, I think that same level of service excellence that you, they used to uh, give on board flights are now transferred, right, to the patients in the hospital. So I think that's really re relevant. Uh, and one more thing that I just kind of heard from what you shared itself is that I think the normal narrative, right, is that uh, humans will be replaced by machines. And it is very true that a lot of the functions, right, like, for example, administrative work, for example, even things like... Uh, law and all that right has been replaced by artificial intelligence in fact that they are just downloaded an app with does which does copywriting right and it feels very human what they are writing as well so i think that um that's the normal narrative that we are going to be replaced by machines itself 
But what you are mentioning is very interesting because uh, what you are kind of saying is that, you know, let the machines take care of the technical skills. But we, what we can bring into the picture is the more human skills, uh, the more soft skills itself, right? What do you think of that? Yeah, I totally, uh, I think a, a lot of times when I do this uh, podcast and, you know, when mm. I speak on um, webinars, uh, a lot yeah. of people think that I'm, I'm a, 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 a bad person in a sense that because I'm, you know, forecasting that humans will no longer be in jobs, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think uh, that's not the case. Uh. So what, yeah. I, what I believe is that, you know, um, machines can never replace humans completely, right? Um, but what we as humans need to do is to find the area and the niche that allow us to do our best work. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think like what you said, um, for a lot of you know, um, machines, they're very good at taking uh, over hard skills. So things that are repetitive, things that are, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, can be easily done, you know, with, uh, with machines. Right. Let them take care of all of these things. And we ourselves as humans focus on what we do best. Right. You know, innovating, creating new things. Um, working with other people, uh, uh, these are places where it's harder for machines to do so, and that's where our strengths are. So I think in that case, I don't foresee, you know, um, you know, like machines or, or algorithms taking away all the jobs, but it will actually create new opportunities for us to level up and go up the value chain in terms of the work that we can do. And then I think as humans ourselves, uh, and as young graduates going to the workplace, we then need to keep up with this change in the landscape and make sure that we are able to sort of, you know, um, adapt to the kind of world that, you know, we are shifting mm-hmm. into. It's very interesting itself because you say that, you know, um, humans are still relevant uh, and that we are not going to replace machines. And people have been saying that, you know, that uh, you see, you're saying that you're forecasting the negativity of the future and all that. Maybe I ask you one question, right? Uh, you know, the headline that um, maybe this headline, this news headline that we always see in the newspapers or even the internet, humans are going to be replaced by machines, right? Uh, maybe can you guess, right? When is the first time, right? What is the first year that this headline first came out from? You, you are saying that uh, human replace the machines. I think this probably uh, probably yeah. goes all the way back into in the Industrial Revolution, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> my, my guess, right? Because when, yes, yes. when machines started to roll out, you know, um, back in the 1980s and all that to sort of replace yes. human labor work, that has already been happening, right? Um, so, you know, it's just being accelerated, you know, in, in the, today's right, world. Yeah. Exactly, but actually, uh, the answer is not the 1980s, it's actually the 1930s itself. I can actually show oh, you okay. a news article, a very old school news article that uh, talks about the future of robots uh, re- replacing humans itself. Uh, but I think that it just goes to show that machines have been uh, uh, been around for the last 50, 60, 70 years, and we are still relevant itself, right? So I think there's nothing to be afraid that uh, machines are going to take over us. Uh, just to refer to another research I just found, they found out that about 75 million jobs right, will be actually replaced by machines. And a lot of people are consumed by this fact that, oh no, we, are, we go to the supermarket and we don't go to the cashier anymore. We go to the self-serve machine. Uh, ATMs also are no longer relevant. For example, I don't even receive my credit card bills every time. I just need to check online. Uh, but um, a lot of people don't realize that actually by the year 2022, 250 million jobs will actually be actually created as well. But uh, the question is whether we have the skills to do these jobs itself. Can we transit, like you said, uh, can we keep up with the times and, and transit uh, to, to be able to take on these jobs as well? Yeah. So I was just thinking just now, you are saying a little bit about, you know, you need to do what we are best at, where we add value. And that's a very important job, how humans can remain human and add value itself. Yeah. So um, maybe can you share a little bit, when we talk about soft skills, and I've heard a little bit about active listening, maybe communication itself. What are some of the skills, right? They are very highly valued, soft skills, they are highly valued 
by organizations out there like from the interactions. I know you work with uh, a few employers as well, as well as uh, institutions as well. Maybe can you share with us what are some of these soft skills that are highly valued? So, so I, I think this is a very important question, right? Because I think mm. um, soft skills is something that is so difficult to, you know, either quantify or so difficult to really understand uh, what is needed by different people. And, yeah. and, and it's true, right? Because for every organization, uh, they have a set of skill sets or set of soft skills that they value the most. One of the quick hack, right, to sort of understand what you need or what the organization value is to look at their company website and look for mm. the values of the company. Right. So for every company, they usually have their core values and core yeah. values at the, at the essence of it are actually a set of soft skills. Right. So I want people who can challenge status quo. I want people who, you know, are open to give feedback. All of those things are, you know, in essence, a set of soft skills. And if you can then look at that, you will roughly understand what the company is looking for. Um, and another way to a quick hack number two right, is to look at the JE, mm -hmm. the job description right, of the yeah. role that you're applying to. And a lot of mm -hmm. times they will list out certain set of soft skills that will allow that person to do well in that job. Um, and that's some one way to also look at that. But I think for us, what we have been doing, you know, after speaking to many employers, uh, is that we, we came up with a set of soft skills that we believe that are very common and foundation across um, many different industries or many different organizations. And we also sort of cross-reference this with, you know, reports from the World Economic Forum, LinkedIn mm -hmm. Talent Trend, and so on. So um, the, the sort of basic fundamentals are things like leadership, um, sure. collaboration, teamwork, right? Mm -hmm. um, effective communication, um, adaptability, and uh, willingness to learn. So these are the five skills or soft skills that, you know, we, we believe that it forms up the foundation of every individual. And of course, you do have other set of soft skills as well that sort of, you know, comes into the whole picture. But I think um, for, for students that are going to the workplace, I think these are the good five set of soft skills that you can actually um, begin with. And then from there, you know, add on different toolkits that, that you actually have and you build along your own uh, developmental journey. So when I hear that uh, of these skills that you are actually just sharing with us right now, I think of uh, how we actually, as humans, we interact a lot of people that we don't uh, exist in silos. We are no man is an island, right? So I think yeah. it's really about interacting and uh, how we are able to communicate with others. Do you think that's a very important skill? Could you say that soft skills has a lot to do with how we relate to, to people? Yeah, definitely, right? Because I think um, basically soft skills are interpersonal skills, right? How do you mm -hmm. work with others? How do you, um, you know, um, convince one another person to take on your stand? How do you make sure mm -hmm. that everybody have a positive culture and, you know, environment that they work with? So yeah, I totally agree that, you know, uh, at the core of it, soft skills are a way of how we actually relate with another human being, um, you know, as we are working on certain things together. Nice, nice. I think that sometimes we forget because we always have this jargon, you see, uh, out yeah. there, we also talk about hard skills and soft skills. And then I saw some people say soft skills are not easy, are actually very hard. Then we get confused by all the jargon itself. So I think that that was a good clarity to understand that actually what is it is what is being human is about interacting and relating with others, being part of a, something bigger than yourself, perhaps. Another thing that um kind of like just to move it forward itself, I was just thinking like in an interview and you say that, oh, we have all these soft skills, right? And I think a lot of the times, the interviewer will ask, right, um, what skills do you have or how will you value add to our organization? And they, you can mention leadership, for example, communication itself. I think that many people, many candidates will always say this. I think the most common answers we always hear is like, no, I'm a very proactive person. Uh, I'm a people person. I communicate well with others. I have leadership skills itself. So how do you actually, I think a lot of the employers, right, behind the scenes, right, uh, in my some of my talks and uh, interactions with the people in HR itself, 
they actually shared with us, right, that actually what they want to see in the interview is actually evidence. You can say so much, right? But your your walk, your evidence must be as much as your talk itself. So I think that uh, the interview is kind of a litmus test to see whether you are, you know, where's the, where's the proof in the pudding? Okay, do, you, do you actually have what you say you have itself? So I was yep. just thinking for soft skills. So how do you actually quantify or measure something very so-called so intangible? Yeah, so so I totally agree, right? I think uh, when when we interview candidates as well, you know, that a lot of times it's like, oh, it's become a listing of soft skills. Mm. So it becomes like a badge of honor. Oh, I'm yeah. good. Uh, I'm a good leader. Full stop. I'm you know I'm a good communicator. Full stop. Right, but I and as as what you have said, right? How do you actually then showcase evidence that you actually have done that? Uh, and I think that's something that you know is not easy to do, right? Uh, because a lot of times it's he say she say, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And I think for us, uh, how we actually look at quantifying soft skills is to break it down it break it down into behaviors, right? So mm -hmm. for example, when you look at the whole soft skills of leadership. Um, there are so many different behaviors that contributes towards being a good leader, right? And so, for example, how we do it at Stelio is that we sort of break it down into small little bite-sized behaviors. So, for example, you know, how do you become a visionary leader, right? So, to be a visionary leader, you need to know how to set goals for a team. You need to know how to, you know, uh, carry plan into action, right? You know, need to know how to, you know, bring the team together to work towards a common goal. So, these are set of behaviors that uh, make up a visionary leader. And if you mm. understand that, you are then able to find evidence to showcase how have you shown it. So for example, mm -hmm. right, uh, you don't just say about, oh, I'm a visionary leader, full stop, right? But you should say that I'm a visionary leader because I was able to bring everybody together to work towards, you know, getting a $500,000 donation from a sponsor to carry out my overseas uh, CIP program then that is relevant, right? Because I know that, oh, okay, this is how you have practiced the skill set in what context. And to go one step further, right, when you're speaking to a HR, link that context to how you can contribute and do well in the company itself. And I think that you have one very full and well-drawn package to get you the job. I think that's a very nice algorithm uh, for an interview itself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but just to maybe just uh, clarify what you just said. So skills... Uh, skills could be something very general uh, and uh, everybody can say they have a skill but uh, if you deep dive into a skill itself there's certain behaviors uh, that is behind the skill yeah so for example you say for leadership itself it's about how you bring people together towards an outcome for example and so you need to be a bit more specific when you say i have this skill what is the evidence is the specific behaviors that i do on an almost uh, everyday basis in order for me to make an impact itself so that's about the that's the skill itself but what's also important is the context right Right, it's about uh, where you apply it and how it is applied in the organization that you are applying for, right? Yep, definitely. Yeah, I think this is something that I think every employer would love to hear, right? It's not just mm -hmm. about you as a, as a candidate, yeah. right? But about how yeah. you as a candidate can contribute to my pinpoint. How can you help me achieve my goals as a company? I think that is something that all employers would love to hear. When we actually go to interviews, especially as a fresh graduate, I mean, I remember going many years ago, <laughs> And my first job interview and really didn't know what to say at that point in time. And there were no, at that point in time, right, there were no like YouTube videos that tells you how to face an interview. And we had to go to the library <laughs> to go and borrow the books or buy the books, right? And they don't even say much things, actually. There was not a lot of that. Yeah, so I was just thinking like, um, I mean, there are students, uh, graduates who are actually done many things when they are an undergraduate. For example, they go for internships, they do a lot of projects, they do a lot of community work. So they have a wealth of experience. But what if... I'm a person who, you know, 
don't have much experience, not very involved itself, right? Does it mean that I don't have these soft skills? Where to actually find or where can I start to acquire these soft skills in order for me to be relevant? Yeah, so I think I think everybody, right, um, whether or not you've done a lot of things or don't, haven't done many things, uh, mm. you are born with a set of soft skills, right? Mm. So it's just whether or not how refined it is, right, or how well you have sort of honed the skill sets uh, and practiced the skill set, right? So I don't believe that people are born like a gifted leader and things like that. I think those skills are, everybody possess those skills. It's just how much effort you take to deliver deliberately practice those skill sets so for someone who let's say you know um are looking to acquire some of these skill sets uh, i would say the first thing is to understand uh what kind of skill sets you're trying to develop so am i looking at developing in leadership am i looking to develop you know how to be a good communicator right and from there um, you can you know find many articles online youtube videos right about what kind of behaviors or actions i need to take to become a very good leader, to become a better communicator, what should I do, right? And then practice those behaviors and actions in a context. So for example, right, if let's say, oh, mm. you know, I may be not a very good uh, public speaker, right? I, mm. I'm not a good communicator. And to, to start practicing those skill sets, first thing you can go online somewhere to find out about, okay, what are some things that a good communicator do? So for example, they say, oh, maintain eye contact. Uh, maybe, you know, to get your point succinctly across instead of going around one big round around the bush, right? Yeah. Um, so these are things that you can then practice. So how can you practice? Maybe sign yourself up for a public speaking, you know, um, competition or public speaking kind of uh, workshop. Uh, not say workshop, yeah. uh, a place where you can practice it, right? Like and then from there, for example, uh, yeah. Toastmasters, yes, correct. Uh. And from there, you can write a script about how you're going to apply these behaviors into your speech and then go and practice it. And you do it over and over and over again, you will start to realize that this become a habit to you. Hmm. I tell you honestly, when I first started out, when I was very young, I tremble when I go on stage, right? So I yeah. literally shake, you know, with my script. But after yeah. doing it many, many times, you become much better at it. You become, you, you, are, you, you are able to naturalize and internalize some of these behaviors that you have um, and become something that is, you know, innate. And, and habitual. So I would say that, yeah, if, if you're new, you're starting out, um, go and find out what behaviors you need to become a better at that soft skills and go and practice it. So I guess that um, we can always start somewhere. And uh, again, I think the, the message that you are bringing across is about being specific and looking at the exact behaviors and start to actually practice it yeah, and making it a habit itself. And subconsciously, yeah, I think a lot of times in life, we don't realize that, you know, we have made a difference, for example, uh, and one of the areas I think is like weight, right? Sometimes we don't realize we lost weight, <laughs> right? And then <laughs> when you don't see a friend for one year, then you realize either they gain a lot of weight or lose a lot of weight, but you don't realize that these little, little things make a lot big, a big difference itself. Lah. So you're saying there's a, always a place to start and to make it a habit. And because that uh, these little, little habits, when stacked up across like one year, then you realize that you it has become a it's like a muscle, right? So if you don't yeah. engage the muscle, you know, you will lose it. <laughs> you won't lose it, right? You won't be as strong as you think yeah. it is, right? But if you keep practicing it, uh, go and hit the gym, you know, you're, you are, you'll definitely be much stronger. All right. So, yeah. So it's about showing up and actually, yeah, and using it. Uh. Sometimes you use it very subconsciously. Itself. I, expect, I think for, especially for soft skills, we don't intentionally, like, for example, if you talk about something like technical skills, like coding, right? Then you probably need like something to code. Right, you need to, a project or a school assignment to code. But I think that soft skills, it is everywhere. In our everyday interactions, we can start to actually 
practice it, right? So I think that the amount of practice or exposure for you to experience practice is everywhere itself. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that's better than hard skills, right? Because like, if you don't have a coding project, you can't do code. <laughs> or yeah, you don't yeah. have an accounting you know, project, you can't practice accounting uh, skill sets. But for soft skills, you're doing it every day, right? When you're interacting with your classmates, when you're you know, speaking to your teacher, when you're doing your project work, um, these are actually avenues where you are keep practicing it. So it's just about being more mindful to say that, oh, okay, in this interaction with read one, for example, I'm going to try these few things. And then just replicating it over time. I think that will be actually a very wonderful first step to take. Great. So it starts with the intention and then it's about the practice and the habits itself. Um, yeah. And what about you, right? Uh, in your journey as an entrepreneur, so juggling on one side entrepreneurship as well as like in school it's at the same time, how relevant are these soft skills in your journey itself and how have you been practicing it? Yeah, 100% relevant, I, I would say. You know, I, yeah. I'm i a arts and social science uh, major, uh, a, a bachelor degree, right, in, in uh, NUS. So I have no clue how to do things like, you know, setting up legal contracts, doing accounting for my company, right? And yeah. it is really having that um, willingness to learn, right? To, you know, pick up skill sets uh, on the internet, right? To figure things out along the way. So I remember doing up my financial report for my company uh, and I had I'm I'm a I'm a I'm super bad at mathematics I have to say uh, and you know I basically was like oh spending one whole day trying to figure out how my assets and liabilities tally with each other um, but because you know having the, the willingness to learn to go and seek feedback from others seek consultation with others that helped me to put through right and also yeah. things like for example communication right how do you pitch your idea to somebody else Right. And it is very difficult because, you know, for, for a student trying to, you know, get sell a software to an adult, right? How do you present yourself as credible? How do you present yourself as, you know, you know, you know what you are doing, right? And all of this takes, you know, communication practice, um, you know, being able to bring across your idea mm -hmm. in a very succinct way, you know, being able to present yourself as credible with, you know, using testimonials, using different things. All of these are strategies that you can use. I think... Uh, from what you mentioned, right, it's about sometimes you are not sure what life, what curveball life will throw you, right? You probably don't know that hey, actually financial statement could be something very simple to do, but actually <laughs> it's not so simple. Yeah, I also had the experience also from, I'm also a social science graduate, right? And then when you have to do all these financials and then you're like, okay, I need to seek help. <laughs> you could even say that uh, soft skill is a life skill itself. It's about how you are able to, you know, uh, connect with others, how you can get ahead in life, how you can achieve your goal, uh, in order for you to be able to, you know, connect better with others and interact with others. Itself. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Totally yeah. agree. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about yeah, your startup skill itself. Uh, you have shared a little bit about soft skills and how it's relevant and why we need to know this. Uh, but how does Skillio help yeah, and to add value to understand what are some of these soft skills and how we are using it? Yeah, so I think for us, it goes all the way back to the problem of how do you show that you have soft skills, mm. right? And I sure. think that's why we work with a lot of students, right? Because they have so many wonderful experiences. Uh, we ask them to sort of put these experiences on the Skillio portfolio platform, sure. right? So you can key in things like, oh, this is my CCA. These are what I've done. Uh, you can put in things like, oh, I did a volunteering trip to an elderly center. You know, all of these things can be put onto the Skillio portfolio. And as part of the skill portfolio, we get you to reflect about certain things and actions that you have taken, right? So as I was sharing earlier, right, what are some of the actions that you have taken? And from there, we use our um, um, artificial intelligence algorithm to pick out for behaviors that you have practiced 
and sort of categorize them into certain soft skills. So you are now able to then make the linkage that, oh, when I took initiative to lead a team discussion, what kind of soft skills am I showing? And when I maybe uh, set goals for a team, what kind of you know, soft skills am I showing? And now that you know the linkage, you are then better able to express it uh, when you're going for an interview or when you're applying for a job in, in your personal statement and cover letter that you're writing. Um, and all of those things are tied to a context because you have put in all those experiences that you have went through. So it becomes a more of a more foolproof, right? When you are sharing about your soft skills and not just like, oh, I'm a good leader, full stop, <laughs> right? So you're then able to tie back to some of these evidences that you have shown uh, through the skill portfolio. So one thing just now you said about reflection, writing it. Yep. So is, uh, is it something like journaling some of your actions that you do almost on a daily basis? Yeah, so it's basically as simple as, you know, oh, today mm. I took part in my CCA and, you know, I learned mm. the value of teamwork because, you know, uh, working as a team helped me to achieve my goal. It's just about simple journaling, like five, 10 minutes a day or a week, right? And uh, from those journals that we collect on our skill platform, we actually use yeah. AI to pick out the soft skills. Yeah, so it's also the practice of journaling and reflecting on a daily basis. Uh, and when you do that, uh, what Skillo does is help to extract some of these soft skills and relate it to the jobs that you might be applying for and categorize into different soft skill sets. Uh, so that you yes. are, you know exactly what to say, right? When you yeah. come to, when you go to an interview itself. So do you actually provide a, a report? Like for example, can I uh, say, oh, I want to apply, for example, I want to become, become the software engineer itself. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, and this is the job description. So does it work in a way that, okay, Knowing the job description itself and I input these things over here, is there a sort of matching or alignment between my skills and what I need to show in the interview itself? Yeah, so that's a new feature that we're working on. Very, very excited. Mm. So mm. we're actually helping you know students to personalize their skill portfolio uh, sure. to any industries or any kind of application that they're going for. So for example, if I'm a student, like what you said, you know, I want to go into a grab, right? Uh, as yeah. a software engineer. Uh, we are able to help them to come up with a report that tells them how to express their soft skills on their personal statement, how to actually express their soft skills when they're actually going for an interview, how to actually tailor their resume to uh, you know, that application. So I think that's something that we are working on, we're very excited about. So we, yeah, we do help to do the matching part as well uh, to help students understand a bit clearer, oh, when I speak about this experience, this is what Grab would like to hear, or this is what you know, um, another company would like to hear. Well, if I mean, if that uh, really comes through itself and if I had, I'm thinking when if I go back to the time and I want to apply for a job back then almost 10 to 15 years ago, um, <laughs> that's how old I am. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really will help me, okay, and so that I know exactly what to say because I think that in an interview itself, you don't really have much time. Like you have like maybe 20 minutes and you have to, yeah. you know, it's like, it, it has to be the highlights of your life, of your achievements and all that. And sometimes a lot of uh, candidates, they actually start thinking when they are sitting down and are receiving the questions itself. Yeah, so to have this will really help shortcut the process itself. I mean, it's a, a hack itself. I mean, we don't want to say that, you know, we live life through shortcuts itself, but there are so many hacks today that we want to leverage upon so that we can do more with less. I think that Skilo is definitely help them. Uh, so maybe can you share also, like, so if I'm interested to find out more and uh, if I want to do the digital skills or uh, the digital soft skills portfolio, right? What are some next steps I can take right now? Yeah, so we actually recently launched a free version for all students um, sure. um, on the Skillio uh, portfolio, right? So you can actually go to our website, uh, skillio.co, S-K-I-L-I-O dot C-O, uh, and then just, you know, press the button, try, try it for free. And then you, are, you just fill out a form and, you know, you are able to access the Skillio portfolio. 
I see. So the, so for now, it's free itself, right? So you're able to share the portfolio itself. Lah. So we can just... Yeah, it's always free. It's always free. And I think we do it because we want to help more students to you know secure their dream opportunity and really um, start to think about their soft skills. Uh, and that you know your life is not just dependent on your grades. So um, we, it is free for students. Um, and, and yeah, it will always be free for students. Sure, sure. That's really a great help actually because... Being in the career space, uh, helping helping both the adults and young adults to actually transit to the world of work, I see that there are a lot of um, portfolio platforms, like for example, Behance, okay, and uh, Wix, right, for like technical skills like design and uh, architecture, right, but there aren't really like, you know, there aren't really any soft skills portfolio over there out there where you can really put it. A lot of people just do on their Instagram or on their Facebook itself, which is kind of a bit informal itself. So to know that there is a platform where we can house our shared um, skills or shared soft skills or skills that we have accumulated over the years will really be useful itself, I think, especially when uh, an interviewer, as an interviewer, you want to know about this person, the proof, the evidence. So thanks for the great work that you've been doing. Uh, at Spirio. I hope yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope that it will, you know, re- this will reach out to more people. So. Yeah. Okay, um, maybe I just have one last question for you itself, right? Well, and the question is very simple. I know you haven't graduated yet, but you know you've been through a journey itself, right? Maybe what um is um what is one advice that you have, right, for the young people? Because I think that when I go to your Skillo website, right, you talk about empowering and enabling Gen Zs itself, right? So, what is one career advice or parting message that you have actually for the Gen Zs that's uh transiting into the world for itself? Yeah, so I, I think the first thing, right, is that you know don't give don't 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 be stuck to a label that you have you know, about yourself, right? So I think a lot of times uh, as young people, right, we have this idea that, oh, you know, I score a 4.0 for my GPA out of 5. I'm this kind of person. Or, you know, my mm-hmm. parents asked me to go into engineering, right? Um, and I have to be that kind of person. So I think uh, shake off those labels um, and, you know, be who you are, right? I think that's the first thing, right? So don't be constrained to the labels that other people put on you or, you know. Um, and the second thing is to explore. Because a lot of times, if you don't explore, you don't know what you want, right? Uh, how do I know whether if I want to be a doctor, right? If you don't try to maybe take on a, you know, maybe a medicine mm-hmm. internship or try mm-hmm. out, you know, volunteering in a clinic or something like that to see whether you like what you do. Um, so explore. If you don't explore, you'll never know. And the more you uh, don't explore, the more you're like, I, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure if this is what I want to do, right? So take the first step, explore, and then you're able to then cross out things that you don't want to do checkbox things that you want to do and then from there you're able to find your passion find your job that you love so yeah just these two advice so shake off the labels that other people put on you you know uh, and then you know go and explore what you love to do and hopefully that will be something that you know empowers you uh to in your own journey you know uh, adulting sure i think that that's a, a very relevant message because like um, when i was growing up in school itself was that, that these uh, labels itself were very relevant were very uh, it was the main narrative for example, I remember there's this uh, acronym right called DLB, D-E-A-L-B, right? Uh, which is like uh, you need to become doctor, engineer, accountant, <laughs> lawyer, and banker. If not, you're a failure. You no, know, this is something that we always say back in school itself. Yeah. Uh, but I think that if, especially today, it's been so relevant that you can become anything that you want to be. When I look at, uh, I, I was just looking at this YouTube video of this boy who was like so unboxing the toy and doing the toy reviews and he's just a kid. And he's uh, earning big bucks just because of that. 
So actually, you really can be anything that you want to be. Uh, but the importance is about exploration. Uh, because like, I think what you are sharing also is about seeing what works and not what doesn't work. It's about experimenting. So uh, knowing what's your passion, then going out there and seeing, hey, let, let's see what works and what doesn't work. And then checking off, off the list or eliminating things that you know might not work for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's totally very crucial, I believe. Hey, thank you so much, Felix, again, for your um, insights today. I think today we've learned a lot. Number one, we learned a lot, little bit about what soft skills are and how they can be used as a game changer, especially not only uh, when we do when we enter to the world of work, but also in the interview process, in the application process, uh, to show that what is our value. Because I think ultimately, at the end of the day, the organizations, they when the interviews are actually getting candidates for interviews, they are not just looking at your paper qualifications or even just your hard skills itself. What they are really looking for is value, how you will contribute back to the organization. So I think you will give a lot of clarity on how not only I have these soft skills, but how I can help you contribute more, do more, right? And now uh, with uh, the skills that I have itself, which is like almost like a cheat sheet answer, right? For uh, anybody who is like... um actually applying for interviews, like a template that we can follow in order for us to be able to, you know, find that right match. And uh, like you say in your website itself, right, it's about getting you to achieve and uh, uh, to get your dream job itself. Yeah, so thank you so much for your time itself, Felix. Yeah, thanks for having me. I love the chat, you know, and I hope, you know, more young people can really understand a little bit more about how to go through adulthood, which is a very scary journey, but, you know, but it can be <laughs> rewarding at the same time. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Agreed, agreed. Thank you so much.